Good morning, and to those of you watching via YouTube and listening via podcast, we trust that you'll enjoy it with us. Thanks for connecting. May God richly bless you this morning. We, this is the fourth in the series, and probably one of the most important sermons I believe I'll ever preach. Second to a salvation message. Okay? I wish I had someone teach me this 30 years ago. I would literally be willing to pay a million for it. So if you want to pay me a million, I'm only joking. <laughs> but I'm dead serious now. We've been speaking on a commitment series, and many of us, are, many people in this day and age are committed to fame and you know, leisure and pleasure, but they're not committed to the most important thing, and that is to God. Hello? So we came to all agree that the first thing that we should be committed to is God. The second is your spouse. The third is your children. This morning I'm going to be sharing on yourself, taking care of yourself. Uh-oh. Yin's new age. I actually believe that I have informed you wrong and that this should be point number two. Your commitment should be to yourself after God. Because if you do not take care of yourself, how can you take care of your spouse? If you cannot take care of yourself, how can you take care of your children? Mm, did you ever think of that? And so often we're so busy taking care of others that we forget about ourselves and our own well-being and our own health. And you know what? If you're unhealthy, if your cup doesn't runneth over, you have nothing to give. I believe with all my heart that what is in your cup of life is for you. What overflows from your cup is for others. And the minute others are taking from your cup that is not overflowing, they're taking from you and stealing from you and it pulls you down in life. And it drains you. And you become disillusioned with life and end up hating it. Some of you know exactly what I'm speaking about. I do not for one second believe that God wants to give so much of ourselves that it's to the detriment that we cannot give out of the overflow of what God has placed within us. Ah, Mark 12 verse 31. Let me read a scripture to try and get some excitement here. The second commandment. The second is this. Love your neighbor as... <coughs> this is the... This, there's no commandment greater than this. Love your neighbor as you love your... Do you love yourself? Huh? Do you love yourself? Do you take care of yourself? Huh? Do you really? I don't believe you do. I want to share with you 15 points. 15. So it's going to be quick. Some of them are... Because it's a short sermon, I don't have enough time to elaborate. You go and research it yourself. But these are the 15 points, Ian, I personally believe that you should invest in, in your life to ensure that you live an optimal life. That you can give from the overflow and accomplish all the dreams that God has in His heart for you. That you can influence people for His glory. Okay. My first one is be committed to eat healthily. Oh, who of you eat healthily? 
Please put up your hands. I'd like to see. Ah. Interesting. I believe most, a lot of those hands are not truthful, but in any case, I'm not going to go down that road, okay? <coughs> Number one, be committed to eat healthily. It says here in 1 Corinthians 6, 19 to 20, it says, Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you received from God? You are not your own, by the way. Okay? You were bought with a price. Therefore, it says, honor God with what? Who of you here honors God with your body? At all times and in all things. Come on. I dare any of you to put up your hand on this one. Do you always honor God with your body? Including the way you eat. Be committed to eating healthy food, a variety of foods that give you the necessary nutrients for good health and vitality and strength that your body needs. And yes, I I, I know, and it's sad that we live in this day and age that everything's about money and there's so many herbicides and pesticides in our food. So I would encourage you to have your own vegetable garden if you can. I would encourage that. I understand some of you are not able because of your circumstance, but as far as possible, eat as naturally as possible. Get in the necessary proteins and carbohydrates and fats and water and all of those vitamins and minerals that you need. Stay away from trans fats, from all of those fast food chains that you stop and you have these quick fast foods. Who of you have a lot of that? It's an absolute no-no. I think the hands are starting to diminish now, hey, of who says they took care, take care of themselves. <coughs> Go and study this. They'll also stay away from that. Trans fats are toxic to your, to your health. Any, any uh, I better not say chainsaws on this, uh, say names on that, but any of the fast food chain stores, stay away from that kind of food. Those trans fats are terrible for you. Don't have them. Okay? I think another important thing is we need to drop our sodium intake. They say sodium uh, causes calcification of your bones. Eliminate a lot of that and drink much more water. Okay? Just by the way, also alcohol is actually not so good for you, just by the way. In fact, there's nothing good for you about it, by the way. Even the Bible talks about a little bit of wine. Okay? But what is a little bit of wine? Go and research this. There's no real, it, 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 it uh, what do you call it, opens your blood vessels. And, but there's no good, good really in wine, especially hard tech. Stay away from it. If you consume that, you're dishonoring God. Oh. Redu- reduce your caffeine intake. If you want to drink coffee, you know what they say? You should be drinking organic coffee. Because it is one of the most chemically sprayed crops in the world. Mm. Who's going to reduce the coffee intake? Uh, <laughs> 
Stay away from these high energy drinks. They are an absolute no no. My kids say, Oh, can I have that? I said, There's no way in my life will I give you one of those. Not, and I've never had one of them. And I never will have. Stay away from that kind of rubbish. Okay, next point. Be committed. Be committed. Oh, sorry, let me just go back. Also, I said I forgot processed foods. Anything that is processed, that's refined, outside of what it, stay away. Any preservatives, things that have got too much preservatives, stay away from them. Number two, be committed to spoil yourself. Who knows how to do that? This is a point I still need to learn. Who knows how to spoil themselves? You need to learn to spoil yourself. If for you, spoiling yourself is doing your nails or going for a back massage or whatever, I don't know, whatever's for you, makes you feel special, we need to do that. Otherwise, you eventually resent life. If it is a foot massage, get your husband or your spouse to give you a foot massage if they will. If... <laughs> That's a dilemma you left to work out. <laughs> I want to encourage you. There are times that you need to spoil yourself. Okay? Otherwise, you eventually think, I work so hard and I get nothing in return. I also want to be spoiled sometime. Okay? But nothing that harms your body. Okay? Point three. Be committed. I would refrain from that, but in any case, I, d- I don't eat cake, so it's an easy one for me. Number three, be committed to daily meditation. Be committed to daily meditation. Not weekly, daily meditation. Joshua 1 verse 8 says, Do not let this book of the Lord depart from your mouth. Meditate on it. Sundays, no. Not Monday morning. It says Monday morning and Monday night. Tuesday morning, Tuesday night. Okay? So that you may be careful. What's the purpose? So that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then, then it says when you do everything that's written in it, that you've read and meditated and learned and acquired and allowed to sink into your heart, you will be prosperous and successful. And the reason we're not is because we don't know what it says and we've not meditated on it and that it can sink into our heart. Because so often we read things and we forget it like this because we've not, we've not pondered over and allowed it to become part of us. I would encourage you, rather meditate on one scripture a month than just read the Bible and just nothing sinks in here. It needs to sink into your heart and literally change your life. Then it's worthwhile. Outside of that, it's a waste of time. Then, when I talk about meditation, daily meditation, I think it is crucially important that you spend time just quietening your heart and your spirit and spending time with God. You can use background music if you want, but just quieten yourself and talk to God and come with a heart of gratitude and thanksgiving that He can start speaking and ministering into your heart. Allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you as well, where you quieten yourself. I'm not talking about this, empty yourself. I'm not talking about that. Okay? No emptying yourself. Okay? You say, Lord, for me. Okay? With more of you. Give me your purpose, your vision for my life. What is it that you're wanting to accomplish through my life, even today? Not just long term, even today. That is meditation. Number four, be committed to exercise weekly. (coughs) 
How many of you don't exercise? Now is a good time to put up your hand. It's, very, it's a very important point, this, to exercise weekly. Okay? Why? Because you need to get your heart rate up, stretch, get your, uh, start pumping the muscles that need to get going for your health. They say, just by the way, that we should, we should walk 30 minutes a day minimum. 30 minutes a day. Okay? I did that yesterday. <laughs> you, I don't believe that. Shake my hand. <laughs> I can't believe that. Sorry. Huh? Is that the first time in 50 years? 60 years? 70 years? I want to encourage you. Walk every day 30 minutes except the Sabbath. Whatever is your day of rest. Take a rest. Even in the Sabbath they were not allowed to walk. So Rest. Enjoy a, a, a break from time to time. They say at the age of 40, you start to lose muscle tone. Do you know that? Your muscle index starts to diminish. So, your mass index. So, you should, you should actually do weights after 40. <laughs> Serious. They say you should do weights three to four times, not more than that, not more than an hour a day. And guess what? It increases your testosterone. How awesome is that? And, and I'm dead serious on this, eh? They say also that you should not run because that decreases your t- testosterone. But if you enjoy running, knock yourself out. I'm not going to be doing that. Though. I've done enough running in my life and not from the cops because I enjoyed it. One of, the, one of the great advantages that is of any form of exercise that release toxic stress and, uh, from your brain, from your body. So I would encourage you, make sure that you make time for exercise. This is something I've neglected in the, year, in the last many years. And I want to encourage you, don't do that. Take care of yourself and make sure that you do some form of exercise couple of times in a week at least. Okay, number five. Be committed to sleep sufficiently. I was once on a course down in Durban with a, one of the foremost psychologists in the world. He was based in the United States, but he was actually a South African. Hooray. And he said that we actually all need a minimum of eight and a half hours sleep a day. And everyone says eight hours, isn't it? He said, minimum eight and a half. I was shocked. And I know that many of our lives are so busy, it doesn't almost, how do you find that time? But I want to encourage you, for you to be on the cutting edge, you need enough sleep. And every one of us are different. Some need more than others. But as a norm, I think you need to make sure that you sleep enough so that you are not tired every day when you work. I did put up a table of research there that people had done. Oh dear, I should have made a bit more white, eh? Uh, you can go through that yourself. Uh, I see when you get older, you need less sleep, eh? All the grandpa and grandma, why are you sleeping so much now? Sorry? It's nice. <laughs> the bottom line is sleep enough for your body to function optimally, okay? Number six, be committed to clean, uh, sorry, to clean your space. 
Make sure that you get clutter out of your way. I've got to do this, and I've got to do this, and I've got to do this. And the problem is, often what we do is we leave it, and we procrastinate, and we leave it. And what ends up happening? It gets not done, but what happens to us? You get bogged down. What else? You get distracted. You get stressed out. Is stress good for your body? Is distraction effective? Does it accomplish much? It causes you to be ineffective. It causes you to get stressed out. And that's toxic for your body. So when you have an, an uncleared out area in your life, it is going to affect you. I want to encourage you, go home, get your lives in order, get your lives disciplined, that you sort out the things that need to stop procrastinating and deal with the things that need to be dealt with in your life. Clear out your space for your own well-being. Number seven, be committed to drink lots of water. Who enjoys water here? Let me see. Interesting. (laughs) Make sure that you drink lots of water. Do you know that our bodies are made up of... of up to 60% water. And one of the best things to clear out your system is not tea, not coffee, water. Even to help with your joints, water. And by the way, they say that someone of about my size, 85 kilos, should be drinking about two and a half liters a day. That's about 13 glasses of water a day. And a woman about nine glasses. Um, this is just more or less an average, okay? Everyone's body and what exercise you do differs. So, but that's what they say. 13 glasses a day. My hat, that's a lot. I've got to improve on this. It does a lot of things, uh, Jim. It does a lot of very important things that I think most of us are not aware of. But that's a point that you can go and research. Drink lots and lots of water. Not carbonate drink. Water. I think, yes, if you go, um, two and a half liters is already the mountain for me. Point eight, be committed to listen to your body. When your body says, I don't feel nice or I'm tired, listen to it. I started gymming again about, I don't know, two years ago, I don't know. Hey? And I went and played squash with someone in the community and I played and my, my shoulder was a little sore and I went home and one of the st- staff on the farm, one of my staff came and we started gymming and I was gymming and I thought, Ish, my sh-, and it got worse and worse and I thought, oh man, stop being a sissy and I carried on. The next day I could literally not move my arm, it was so painful. And the point is, listen to your body. When your body says no, it means no, don't do it. And I learned an incredibly hard lesson. Hard lesson. It's taken me a year before I can start gymming again. And I, and I could still feel, mm, so I, I'm doing it very slowly. So learn to listen to your body when it says, don't do this, don't push it beyond. Okay. Who knows what I'm talking about there? Yeah. Number nine, be committed to being fully present. Be f- focused on, the, on your five senses and being fully present in what you're doing. What I mean by this is, if you're at church, don't play on your phone and do other things while you're listening. 
you are half listening and you receive nothing. When you're at the table eating with your family, don't you dare play on the phone. Why? Because you will never connect with one another if you do that. Because you are distracted the whole time. So what you do, do well and do completely. Whatever you do to it, to the best of your ability. Don't do a half job. If you're going to do a half job, don't even bother, in my opinion. So make sure that you're fully present in what you're doing. So that you can do the do things to the best of your ability, to the glory of God. Number ten, be committed to make time for play. My mom often used to say to me, Ian, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. And yes, I acknowledge I'm a dull boy. But it doesn't change the fact that this is something that you need to work on. Okay? And I also need to work on this. Um, I've always had the thing that I'd rather suffer now and play later, but I think there needs to be balance. And you need to work out the balance for you. Okay? Uh, I can't share much on that because I've certainly not mastered it. Number 11, be committed to take care of yourself. Be committed to take care of yourself. If you don't take care of yourself, how on earth are you going to take care of others? Whose, Whose parents have ever had a breakdown? Did you, did, was it good for you psychologically? Highly detrimental. What about you, my darling? Causes your children to... Why? Because the parents were not taking care of themselves. How many of you even can say, yes, I've not taken care of myself, and because of that it's affected my children or my marriage or my work? This is such a crucial point. Make sure that you take care of yourself. Make sure that your jug is... Full to overflowing, so that others have to enjoy from your life. Do not get your life so bogged down that you've got nothing to give. If you enjoy, like I said earlier, if you enjoy doing something, go and do it. Make sure you do it. Okay. If you want to powder your path yourself or get your toenails done, go and get that done. Take care of yourself. Whatever that means for you, go and do it. Okay. And remember that you're the apple of God's eye. And you're fearfully and wonderfully made. And he's created you in his image. And he expects you to take care of your body to the glory of his name. Because when you don't, you dishonor him. Number 12, be committed to improve yourself daily. Who's finished? Who's a finished product? None of us. We're all a work in progress, right? Which means we need to improve ourselves. That's why even the Bible says be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be, trans- be continuously changed. I believe that we need to improve ourselves on a daily basis. It's some other area. Now, one thing you need to realize is you can get away from everyone, but you cannot get away from yourself. So get to enjoy yourself. Accept who you are. But say, I'm not going to stay here. I'm going to allow this work in progress to go upwards, not downwards. Stop beating yourself up and focus on what God is doing in your life. I think many times we focus on all the bad things in our lives. I can't do this. And we so focus and we eventually pull ourselves down. Instead of, Lord, what are you wanting to change within me? That's a different take on it. If you want to improve others, you better start working on improving yourself. 
You, I believe that you'll always get someone more clever than you, more beautiful you, than you, more this than you, that. But no one else can be you. No one else can do a better job than what you're called to do for you. And what God has ordained for you to be. So make sure that you become what God has called you to be. Stop looking at others. Stop comparing your life. Stop comparing your assets, your looks, your hairstyle. Stop doing that. Don't do that kind of nonsense. You're not called to do that. You're to live your life to the glory of God. You're called to live your calling to the glory of God. And your calling and my calling are different. Stop comparing your lives. Stop comparing what you have and what you don't have with others. Okay? It'll just pull you down and make you depressed. 1 Peter 4 verse 10 to 11 says, Each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, he should do it as one speaking the very words of God. Woe! Who of you speak every day as though you were speaking the very words of God? Don't say it's Ian speaking. No, I'm saying you. When you speak to your staff and to your spouse, do you see it as you're literally speaking the words of God? If anyone serves, he should, he should do it with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Do whatever you do to his glory. And realize that the gifts he's placed within you is not just for yourself, but it's to bless others. Okay. Number 13. Be committed to release yourself from guilt. Who has guilt over issues of the past? Please put up your hand. Why? Why do you do that? Hmm? God's, in the word it says the old is gone and the new has come. Can you change the past? Hey? Can you change the past? Can you, can, can you cho- make great choices for the future that the past will never be repeated? Yes. So why focus on the past? And this is the problem. Many of us are continuously being like Lot and we're looking back. Stop doing that. Don't become a pillar of salt and useless, because that's what it does. It renders you powerless. Stop feeling guilty. Yes, you made a stupid choice here and a foolish choice here and a bad move there. Accept it. Say, Lord, what do I learn from this? And go on. And so often we beat ourselves up and we live in guilt and God says, let that go. Ephesians 4 verse 32, it says, Be kind and compassionate to one another. Forgive each other just as in Christ God forgave you. Where you've messed up, should I forgive you? Eh? Where you've messed up, should I forgive you? Where you've messed up, should I forgive you? What about you forgiving yourself? Hello? Isn't it? We, we so think about, as others, I must forgive them. Yes, okay, I'll forgive them. But what about forgiving yourself? And all or not one of us are perfect. We're in a working progress. Learn to forgive yourself and let go. Do not allow guilt to hold you back from achieving God's purpose and plan for your life. Number four. Be committed. Sorry, 14. Be committed to manage your stress levels. Oh, I think here we need to learn to schedule time for ourselves to unwind. 
Now, there are many different unwinding. You can get exercises. You can go for debriefing if you want with people. But you need to learn to de-stress yourself. Because stress is toxic, literally toxic. You need to learn how to de-stress yourself. And you can lie on your bed or whatever and just do it. stress-releasing exercises. You can learn to manage your stress levels by being living an orderly, disciplined life. Get rem- remove the clutter in your life. Exercise is a good one to release your stress, by the way. Learn to say N-O. It's what you call no. Please, will you do this? No. I need you to go. No. It's one of the hardest things for some of us. Because we're natural servants and we want to please people. Some of us have a bigger, 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 bigger learning curve in this, let me tell you. If you're sick, listen to your body. Because if you're now thinking about work, you're going to get even more stress and never get better. Take a hot bath. Whatever is going to help de-stress you, make sure you do that. Do not put on things that are going to make you more stressful. It is highly toxic to you. Why do you think that, that there's been such a massive increase in cancer and all these heart disease, etc., etc.? Stress is a big one. And people don't eat healthy. They don't take care of themselves. And the last one, be committed to dissociate yourself from toxic people. This is one I've learned recently. There are some people that are negative, they're pessimistic, they always see the worst. Ah, this nothing is ever good enough. They are soul destroyers and they destroy vision. This is one I've only learned recently. I remember someone <coughs> wanted attention all the tri- time and used to drive me literally insane. One minute, then that, the doctor, and then this. And this, uh, ev- eventually, I'd, I blocked them. I literally block them from my life. They phone me, I don't phone them back. Hello? They SMS me, I do not respond. You're that's rude. No, 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 no. There comes a time where you say, I'll help, because should you help someone like that? Should you? Yes, I believe so. But someone that doesn't want the help, that want, doesn't want it, they, oh, you get people like that. They don't want to change. They enjoy the way they are. They want that. They are self-seeking. I just say, well, ask my wife. She knows exactly what I'm talking about. Difficult when it's your boy. <laughs> Look for another job. Very good. That, that kind of a thing. I'm sorry. I'm telling you straight. That kind of thing kills me. I will walk and I'll walk years. But there will come a day and I'll just like it. And that's it. Finished. I will. That's it. I will not walk a road with you anymore. And have I done it recently as well? Yes. And Why? Because I cannot have that continual negativity and pessimism and if nothing's ever good. It is, it's destructive. Think about it in your life. Someone that has left your sphere of influence or friendship or, and think about it. How, and now they're not around. How, do, how does it make you feel? Isn't it awesome? Hello? You think, wow, there's no more negativity and things. Do you now understand what I'm saying? 
There comes a time, sometimes in our lives, where we need to el- eliminate toxic people from our life. Because you can help someone so far, but if they don't want to help themselves, you can do nothing. Then you just say, okay, I'll leave you to your own devices. Adios. Bye-bye. I'm no longer going to play in this game. I'm not part of it. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to. I don't have time to waste in this kind of thing. Hard one, hey? And when they know the truth and they don't want to change, eventually it, if you're going to continually invest in that, I'm sorry, but you're throwing pearls off to swans and you're foolish. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sorry. I've learned some valuable lessons in this one. This was, for me, some amazing points when I really went into this and I thought, whoa, I've got a lot of areas to learn to take care of myself. What about you? Huh? Because remember, you can only give what you have. You cannot give what you don't have. And if you, if there's a lid on your, uh, John Maxwell talks about a lid. If you have a lid on, if this is your lid, you can never take someone there. Because always going to remove the lid and say, Lord, I want to grow in all areas and aspects of my life. That I can take people higher and higher. That I can grow myself. That you can grow me, Lord. Transform me so that I can be a greater blessing. I believe God wants us to reach higher and greater heights for Him. To the glory of His name. But that means we need to say, Lord, I want to do things your way. And I think one of the most important things is first God, then you take care of yourself. Because if you don't take care of yourself, you cannot impart into other people's lives. Father God, we repent <coughs> for not always taking care of ourselves. We have dishonored you in many areas and aspects of our lives. And for that we say, Lord, we're sorry. Many of our ailments are because of our folly, of what we've consumed and how we've lived our lives. But your grace, it's your grace that we need. Help us to conquer certain things in our lives that are not of you and that you do not want us to be a part of. And Lord, as we come before you in humility and in repentance, and we ask you to Help us with these 15 points that we can take care of ourselves, that we can be a blessing to this world. Lord, I pray that you would help every person here. I pray that you would help us to have discipline to deal with different issues in our lives. I pray that you would help us to take care of ourselves as you would have us take care of ourselves. That we can offer the different gifts that you have placed within us to this world so that we may be a blessing and that you can be glorified and may be glorified through our lives. Lord, I pray that you would go with us. I pray that you would guide us and lead us. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would minister in our hearts, in our lives. Speak to us. Give us revelation knowledge. Give us insight as to what you have called us to as we meditate And spend time with you. And I pray Lord Jesus. That our lives would be so much better off. Because we committed first to you. And then to ourselves. Then to our spouse. And then to our children. We pray this in your precious name. Amen. And amen. Amen.